Heather. I'm glad you're joining me again. I guess that means you were totally fine with last week's episode and you're like, hey, I want to hear back from her again. So I listened to the playback last week on that episode and I was a little upset. I didn't think it sounded right. I totally picked apart everything about it and I almost deleted it. But then, you know, really that's the enemy trying to stop me from doing what I'm doing. And so do y'all remember that song, Just As I Am? It's that hymn that was in the the Baptist hymnal. And if you grew up in a Southern Baptist church like I did, uh, it's that song that would play at the very end of the service. And that's when you could go down to the front and uh, accept Jesus as your savior. You could rededicate your life, prayer requests, all those things. It was that invitation. And so it's a song that's really stuck with me my whole life. I I love that song. I love all of those songs in the, in the Baptist hymnal. Um, but it reminded me that Jesus isn't looking at perfection. He's really just looking at my heart. And we really are never a finished product. Cause I mean, if we were, then he would have nothing really that he needed to do. Right. So the good thing is that he meets us where we are. And in Matthew 18, 10, it's the parable of the lost sheep. And y'all have heard this before. There's plenty of quotes about it where Jesus said he would leave the 99 to get the one. And he didn't wait for this sheep to come to him. He went to the sheep and he can come for you too. So when I rededicated my life, I was a complete mess. I was 34 and I'd already been divorced twice. Um, I mentioned last week about being divorced once, but I was actually divorced twice. I got married right after high school. And of course, getting married, I thought this was like the love of my life. And we were only married two years. Uh, we had no children and we have not seen each other since then. And then I got married again shortly thereafter and we had two uh, girls. And then after four years, we divorced and we co-parented since then. But then I was in relationships that were pretty messy. I was in one that was completely toxic and it was just off and on and all the drama that you could think of. It's, I mean, when I go back and look at (laughs) the things that were going on, then it's, it's embarrassing. And, um, I'm just so glad that I don't have to, to deal with that anymore. But I also, you know, had other dating relationships that just were not for me. They were nothing that God sent me. I'm, and I learned, you know, something from all of them, but I, at some point I thought, is this what my life is going to be? I'm never going to be in this marriage that I want and, and live this like normal life. Um, cause at that point I was finally craving normal. I was no longer craving drama. And so I walked into church one day and the Lord just said to me, no, ma'am, I'm coming for you too. Yes, you. And I think for a long time, I avoided church as an adult. Like I said, I grew up in church when I was a kid, but I avoided church because I thought like I didn't fit the mold. Um, we tend to think that people who go to church are these people who've never experienced anything in their life. Um, everything is just gone the way that it should have been. And it's really not true. Um, uh, so I've, I joined a group with other women and some of these people had been single moms. They had been divorced some more than once. Um, had difficulties at home that you probably have experienced too. Um, have overcome things, maybe drugs, suicide attempts, all kinds of things, the things that you don't think that people deal with that go to church. But, you know, the church is really just 
a hospital for sinners. It's here to rehab us and redeem us. And uh, it's not a museum for saints. Like we tend to think church can be, it's, it's just not. And, um, you know, everybody has their junk. Everyone has that chapter of life they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about, except for me, because I'm here talking to you. So, but <laughs> we have those things that we bury deep down inside and we hide from everybody. But you don't really have to do that when you go to church because there's people there dealing with the same things you are. And it's a good way to, to minister with each other. And so um, the truth is that Jesus came and died for everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. That means the person that you don't like. That means the guy that broke your heart or the girl that talked bad about you, or the parent that left you, or the people that ignored you. God came for them. You know, Jesus came for them too. So if you want Jesus to overlook your sins, you've got to realize that he's overlooking theirs too. And um, now this doesn't mean that we need to keep going and uh, sinning because, you know, Jesus saved us and redeemed us. Like you're not supposed to just check in on church on Sundays after you just lived it up on Saturday night. I mean, still go to church. But the point is, is that if you're thinking that you can just do whatever you want to Monday through Saturday, because you know, deep down that you believe in God and you accept Jesus, that as long as you show up on Sunday, you're good. Then that you're really just living out a religion. You're just checking in on Sundays and you're not having a relationship with Jesus. And that's kind of what it's about. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to interact with you daily and and speak to you and i mean because think about it, if you were in a relationship with someone else and you spoke to them once a week i don't think that would last very long right it would not be strength and all you got to talk to him every day and um you know when i say that i've walked through it all i mean all like a l l everything that you could possibly think of i've i've been there i i, I truly have and I'm not really that ashamed of talking about it. I am just not. I've I've owned the horrible things I've done or maybe the things I've experienced that were completely not my fault. I've I've talked about it and and shared and that thing that is probably one of my greatest strengths in how I can build relationships with people because I get it. I completely empathize with what people deal with. Um and so do y'all remember the woman at the well? I mean I'm the woman at the well, you know, uh, she came and said, come and see the one who told me everything I ever did. And you know, that's why I'm here. I mean, come and see the person who healed my wounds and come and see the person who redeemed me. Come and see the one who knows every sin I committed and said, Hey, I think she's the one that I need to have get on the internet and share about me. I think she's the one that is perfect to go into women's ministry and minister to other women. She is the one that I want. Now you're probably thinking, Oh, so, you know, the Lord's using you, but what is he going to do with me? I mean, and honestly, it could really be anything. I mean, he chose me and told me to use my story to help others. And your testimony will, is there to, to benefit and to reach someone else. So it may not be being on a podcast or maybe it's not writing a book, but I mean, just serving other people and 
reaching them and empathizing with them and and sharing your testimony is is God using you. And you don't really need to worry about what other people think. I mean, I'm sure that there will be people who click on this and and listen to it and think, who does she think she is? I mean, she's done this or that. And doesn't she know that she has no business on here talking about Jesus when she's done this? And I mean, those are people who obviously live in a world of condemnation, but you know, I don't, I don't have to sit there and, and worry about those things because Jesus tells me who I am, not anyone else. And so that is my point to you is that you don't need to stress about what other people think about you. Cause honestly, for the most part, they probably aren't really thinking about you and there might be a few, but think about the people who are being reached because they hear what Jesus has done for you. I mean, you got to look at it that way. Like we're looking ahead. We're not looking in the past because I mean, what happens when we are looking at the past or in the rear view mirror, when we're driving a car, you're going to crash. Right. So you need to keep your eyes forward and, and focused on him and, and be obedient to what he's telling you to do. Cause he really is calling on people who, who are not perfect by what people think the the standards for Christians are. Um, you know, I get frustrated when I hear people say like, I, I can't believe that they call themselves a Christian. Don't they know what, you know, you know, they did last week or, or whatnot. And, it, and it's true that we are all sinners and um, it, it just doesn't matter what your past is. Um, the, Jesus wipes it away and, and everything that he's allowed you to go through or experience is all designed for good. I mean, that's one of my favorite Bible verses is, uh, you intended to harm me, but the Lord just, you know, designed it for good. And it's so true. I mean, I don't think that I would have as strong of a testimony or, you know, the story that I have, if I hadn't experienced the things that I had, I mean, uh, in a lot of my testimony, I mean, it really starts from like day one. I mean, I just, I grew up in, in chaos and, and stuff that, you know, most people don't have to deal with. Like some people's drama really started when they were older. Um, no, mine started when I was little. And so I've just, I've had a lifetime of experiences that, um, I've, I've dealt with that have strengthened my testimony and, God decided, hey, this person that seems completely broken is the person that I'm going to piece together and and use to to share my word with everyone. And um, so, just come as you are. It, it that's truly what it is. It's it's not a competition, and it's not you know you trying to have someone else gifts. We are all given gifts, and. Some people, their gift is service and some people it's just mercy or generosity. There's different gifts and we all get them and you have to listen to God and, and know what he wants you to do with yours and, and just do it as you and, and not be someone else because the world needs to see a person who has been completely 
redeemed. And it doesn't have to be some glamorous story. I mean, you could have a, a couple of things that you don't like that, you know, that you can share, you can have a whole bunch of things. I mean, but it just doesn't, it, a testimony is a testimony and it's all designed for a purpose. So really sit there and think about what, what your purpose is in, in using your testimonies. So, um, and in the future, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into how we do that. I and mean, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot to, um, unpeel and, and, and work through. And we're going to do that in the future. So I hope that you'll come back, um, and we'll talk more about how we use our testimony and, and, and work through it to help others. So, uh, thank you guys for, uh, tuning in tonight and I will talk to you next time.